to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. Emily. Hi. We have a slew of new patrons. You fluttered them all about. There's so many that are flutterable. They are flutterable. Uh, so without further ado, I would like to welcome to our Patreon, Olivia from New York. Cassie from Virginia. Megan from Oklahoma. Jessica from California. Courtney from Iowa. Lauren from Rhode Island. And Nicole from Kentucky. Welcome everybody. And thank you so much. Well, hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. My name is Marin. My name is Emily. And we are Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Yes. Uh, as you probably already know, we're in between books right now. So we thought it was a perfect time to do a catch up, hang out, get to know us, get to know us. It truly has been a long time because <laughs> we went like middle of doing eclipse into doing midnight sun also at exactly the same time and so we didn't ever have a time to take a break and catch up between eclipse and midnight sun we just concurrently did him it was very stressful very fun very busy very busy busy's the word i shouldn't have said stressful i meant it though but i shouldn't have said it <laughs> it was very busy uh, very a lot of things happening at the mm -hmm. same time to keep track of right so but now that's that, okay yeah so now that we're taking a little bit of a breath let's do a q a let's do it so we asked both everyone on our patreon and on our instagram but we're going to start with patreon questions first because I'm sure people submitted both places. So <laughs> I almost told them not to, but then I was like, yeah, I'm going to let them do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Kate says, uh, your plans post Breaking Dawn. Please tell me you have more Twilight content planned. I don't want it to end. 
Sunny commented, remember Twilight Fanfic Edition in which they read and write fanfic? And Kate <laughs> says, OMG, I would actually die for a fanfic edition. LOL. <laughs> Isn't Remember Twilight really just a fanfic edition <laughs> anyway? They basically fanfic on the go. <laughs> um, here's, here's, I will say, I also don't want it to end. Um, but we don't have any like firm plans in place. Yeah, the thing about podcasting is it takes time. And so while we don't want Remember Twilight to end, we also probably want to start a new project too. So I'm guessing post Breaking Dawn might look something like movie episodes, a few Patreon suggested episodes, Mm -hmm. a few. Maybe some like behind the scenes actor type of episodes. I mean, mostly... Remember, Twilight is a book podcast, so we don't really talk about the movie and stuff like that. So that might be something we can like stick our toes into a Mm -hmm. little bit. Maybe have some friends of the pod on for Mm. interview Mm -hmm. type things. But I'm guessing the switch that will happen would be from weekly episodes to maybe every other week episodes. Right. Because it's not like we're going to stop podcasting. Mm -hmm. It's just that... There, we have lots of other interests that we like to talk about, and so <laughs> we might want to talk about them. So Marion asks if we plan to do any meetups or in-person events other than FTF once it's safe to do so. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just give that a big old yes. I would freaking love to just like, if Emily and I decide to take a vacation somewhere, which we have been known to do in the past... We let people who we know who live there know that we're there and meet up and hang out. Mm-hmm. I would love every single thing about that. Definitely. We also have in the back of our mind a want to do conventions. Mm-hmm. So if there's like a really fun con in your area that you think maybe Remember Twilight could fit into, send us a message and like maybe we'll show up there. Who knows? Yep, yep, yep. I agree. <laughs> Okay, Lara has lots of questions for us. <laughs> her number one is, what are the plans for after Breaking Dawn? So we talked about that before. Uh, her number two is, can you tell us some more about you as people? Like, what degrees do you have? Uh, none. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, I have an undergrad. I have like an associate's degree. And then I was almost done with my bachelor's in English education. Uh, when I got pregnant with CL and like incredibly ill and decided to take some time off of college, I, I will go back. I don't know if I'll finish that degree, but we'll see. Shrug. Um, what other jobs we've done? Uh, how we ended up living where we are? What our dreams were for life when we were younger? Uh, she goes, I know that you disclosed bits and pieces, but I would love to hear more about your life journey. Uh, do you want to go first? <laughs> Just a little Emily recap. Um, okay. Jobs I did. I've worked at a spa primarily for the past. Well, not the past, as if I still work there. I know, but 2020 doesn't count. (laughs) It really doesn't. I spent like nine years working in the spa industry, which was really fun, and I liked it a lot, but it was customer service, and I was like, ah, people. Um, (laughs) You were so good at it, though. I really loved it. So good at it. I needed, you know 
a grown-up job, so I got a grown-up job, and it's fine, and it's fun, and the best thing about it is it gives me lots of time to work on the podcast and still have, you know, an regular income. Um, How did I end up living where I'm living? Well, I live in my hometown, so not very hard to end up living here. <laughs> We've never left. Um, dreams when I was younger. What's a dream, I ask? <laughs> How do you feel confident enough in your future to plan things? To grow up unscathed Mm -hmm. was your dream, right? (laughs) Didn't quite work out the way I wanted. Just kidding. Um, No, but I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Yeah, me too. Um, I've had every single job you can imagine. Um, I've worked in offices. I've worked as receptionist, administrative assistants, um, data entry. I've worked in all sorts of different retail positions. I've never had a grown-up job. Um, Some of the jobs that I've really loved was, though, I worked at the elementary school that my kids now go to for about 10 years. Um, For about six or five of those years, I was a I was a personal aide for a little boy who had a disability. I went to school with him every day, all day long. Uh, I helped him with writing he he just couldn't use his body like he had a disability where he couldn't write or walk or anything so I helped him with writing and um, eating and going to the bathroom and stuff like that I loved every second of that job I loved it and then I worked at that same elementary school for another five years as their musical theater director with my sister-in-law Gabby it was so fun um God, I've had so many jobs, it's embarrassing. Because <laughs> I'm the type of person, in case you didn't learn already about me, where I'm like, if I don't like doing something, I'm just not going to do it anymore. Because I just don't, I don't want to spend any amount of my time doing something I don't like doing. And I don't care what anybody thinks of that. So I've had tons of jobs. Um, I've learned a lot from all of them. Uh, my dreams when I was younger was to be an actor I always wanted to act professionally, and I do sometimes. So I've kind of, I'm really happy with the way that my acting presence has evolved over the years. I've, I've gotten a lot of roles that I'm really happy about, and I've done a lot of things that have made me very proud. Yeah, like Emily said, I, I don't live in my hometown. I was literally, I was born in the hospital that's a block away from where we live right now. Me too. So, <laughs> so we have not strayed very far from our original homes. We live where we grew up. Mm-hmm. And I am really happy with my life right now. I, I'm pretty much, I look at what's happening in my life and um, I think this is not very far off from where I wanted it to be. I wanted to be married and be a mom and have a house and be somebody who could just talk a lot and people would pay me for it and that's what happened so <laughs> Marin has said to me more than 10 times that she just wishes that she had a camera crew following her around <laughs> documenting her life so we've not quite reached that level We're but close. now you document your life at least weekly yep so <laughs> no, I thought about that this morning I'm very morbid this here's a little insight to me that I don't know if everybody knows this but I for the past 20 years have thought constantly about death not my own death but the death of everybody I know. I'm always convinced that when you leave my site, it's the last time I'm ever going to see you. And I don't know how it started. I have my suspicions, but it's a thing that happens. And so I was taking a bath this morning and I was like, what if I die 
like tonight. And then I was like, it's fine though, because my children will have hundreds of hours of me just talking (laughs) and like divulging things about myself and being very open and very vulnerable that they will be able to look back on and they will never ever question if I loved them or if I wanted to be their mom or, you know, so I'm like, I'm actually fine. I'm really, (laughs) I'm really content with how my life is turning out. I kind of love it. So, yep. Mm -hmm. Good question. And her number three is, how does it feel to be followed by so many people? And how did that change your attitude towards life and society? How do you feel about it? What are the ups and downs? I like it because I'm an uh, attention whore. But um, one of the things, and this was not a surprise to me. This is something that I knew was going to happen if we got even a little bit of notoriety and attention, was that there are people who don't have our best interests at heart and who will try to hurt us and try to take advantage of us and it's scary and it's hard to put ourselves in a vulnerable position like that because I know that there are those people out there and I have been scared I have been scared by people who I thought were our followers or who I thought liked us but it wasn't it wasn't actual like it was just kind of obsession and weird like scary stuff was happening and so luckily I'm very loud about my boundaries and people tend to like not get scared of me but just back off when I make (laughs) my intentions clear so it has it has it's has its ups and downs um but for the most part I love it I love being able to interact with people who listen to us and who like us it's it's really nice it feels good (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't feel like we are followed by so many people that it is overwhelming yeah I never feel very overwhelmed I feel like I can pretty much get back to everybody yeah, and we're lucky that 99% of the interactions we have with people are very positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know that it's really changed my attitude towards life and society. I just feel like we're lucky enough to attract what we put out. <laughs> <laughs> and what we put out is a certain kind of vibe. So Yeah, I think we're very clear and people immediately pick up on our vibes. And if they are not into it they don't they just don't interact with us Mm -hmm. it's really nice Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah thank you for those questions yeah uh this is from elizabeth so she's like about the podcast or about twilight i have to say my questions about twilight weren't really answered by midnight sun (laughs) (laughs) so she goes why do they bother pretending to be human that's a great question (laughs) that i wish i knew the answer to also these are like questions for stephanie because i'm like there's no point there's zero point in pretending to be human unless you're Carlisle, mm-hmm. who Carlisle's whole, like, he wants to help humans and he wants to be in human society, but there's no reason for the rest of them to pretend ever. I mean, it's great that they do because that's how they got to know Bella, but. Eh. I feel like the, like, biggest insight we get about this topic in Midnight Sun is learning that Carlisle makes them attend the funeral of all the humans that they kill on accident (laughs) or on purpose. So I feel like it's his way to just like completely immerse them in the human experience to remind them that these are people. That's really But it doesn't work, Uh you know? Like, I don't think Carlisle actually knows (laughs) what Uh -uh. their day-to-day lives are, but I feel like it's just him trying his best to like 
really make sure they value human life as much as possible. Yeah, it's all Carlisle driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes, why did they even go to high school? Who knows? It doesn't make any sense. Carlisle could easy, easily practice medicine without ever mentioning his foster kids. <laughs> and besides Carlisle, they all appear to have absolutely zero desire to interact with humans in any way. It's not like they shop in town or anything. They seem to just want to keep to themselves. So why not just do that without pretending to be teens who live in a normal life? And you know what, Elizabeth? Period. <laughs> love. I love everything you just said. <laughs> and then she goes, why aren't Rosalie and Edward more bitter toward Carlisle for changing them? There's a lot of talk about soldiering on despite how terrible they are because of their blood drinking instincts. Why aren't they more pissed at Carlisle for changing them into fiends? I get that Emma li- Emmett likes it and Esme is happy because she loves Carlisle, but neither Edward nor Rosalie asked for this. Um, I think it has a lot, again, to do with how wonderful of a person Carlisle is. He's just pure and sincere and they both see it so clearly that they know that he didn't have any, especially Edward. He knows that Carlisle's only intention was to save this kid and not be alone anymore. And how could you fault somebody for that, especially for somebody who's so sincere and so loving? And in Midnight Sun, Edward talks about how Rosalie did kind of struggle at first until Carlisle changed Emmett for her. So I feel like just that one like unaskable favor that he did for her really just made her want to stay with him and trust him. So Lindsay asks, when did Alice and Jasper join the Cullen family? This is confusing to me. Also, how long have the Cullens been in Forks when Bella shows up? Lindsay's asking the wrong person. I don't know. (laughs) Do you know? I want to say they were there for two years before Bella came. As for when Alice and Jasper joined the Cullen family, I want to say it was in the 50s, the 1950s. I do too. That feels right to me. That's (laughs) my... brain answer for you and if you're listening to this and you're like oh my gosh Marin and Emily are dumb they don't know anything about Twilight just correct us yeah that's fine I'm not offended and your heart be like I'm gonna send them this message of truth through my brain waves (laughs) and just know that we receive it in our hearts we do but we won't remember it namaste (laughs) (laughs) okay so Sarah has also three questions question number one is if we have any plans for opening our giveaways to international followers. Sarah. And the answer to that is giveaway laws are very different from country to country. And I don't want to hire a lawyer if I accidentally give something to someone in a country that they're not supposed to receive things. I mean, that's a short, easy answer. Also, international shipping is expensive. So it's unfortunately for convenience and for not getting in trouble that we just make it easy and keep it. To the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, says, could we also do full discussion on the Twilight movies once the readings are done? I just like the way you guys did for the Remember This movie discussion. I feel like there's a lot to analyze and discuss how the film adaptations are different to the novels. And maybe you could add new perspectives, which analyzes the settings, characterizations, use of cinematic effects, and which scenes they decided to include and the ones they didn't use, for instance, the extras. This sounds like fun. Yeah. And I think that like as far as doing like adding in the commentary, we could do like a full episode of the movie and then a full episode of the commentary or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. These are good ideas for just our next thing in yeah. Remember Twilight. Cool. Good job. So that's all our Patreon questions. So thank you guys for taking the time to 
send those in. Yeah, they were thoughtful and, and nice. I'm sorry that I can't really answer the like Twilight specific questions as well as I sh- should be able to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it is what it is. And now we're going to move into the Instagram questions. Um, if there's any repeats here, we probably won't reread them. <laughs> I mean, unless you guys want us to talk about what we're doing after we finish the books eight more times, we're happy to. <laughs> no, That's well, what's just, on everybody's mind. Just know that a lot of people have asked us that question and we <laughs> answered it. Mm-hmm. All right. So this question is from Mackenzie. She's my.me.diary. Um, who is your favorite character out of the entire saga and why? Also, love you guys. Love you too, Mackenzie. Um, my favorite character is Edward. He's an angel. He's he's just so oh, he's so tortured and sweet, and I the way that he grows from jealous and insecure into the literal most secure partner and and husband and father by the end is it's peak character development for me he I love him I love Edward he's my guy I am team Edward forever and ever amen me too (laughs) (laughs) cool copy paste cool uh change some synonyms out submit to the teacher perfect (laughs) (laughs) yeah I will you can always copy my homework thank you no biggie same same for you yeah woo Okay, Joelle, which is Twilight X Joelle on Instagram, asks, what is your favorite Twilight book? What is your favorite Twilight movie? And which movie do you think was done the best out of all of them? Oh, no, Joelle. (laughs) Um, My favorite book is Midnight Sun. Me too. My favorite movie is New Moon. Oh, I want to die just thinking about it again. And I think maybe the best... The movie that was done best out of all of them, honestly, was probably Twilight. It's just kind of like such a niche way of doing a movie. Very clever, very unique. I just love Twilight I agree. So me too, me too. <laughs> also me too. Yeah? Cool, <laughs> yeah. cool. Uh, this is, um, oh, I'm sure this is this is somebody I know, but I can't remember. It's x.danny4. Uh, one, are you guys sad that we're on the book? <sighs> I don't know what that means. Oh, I'm done with the book, maybe? Yeah, I'm sad that we're done with Midnight Sun. I am, if that's what you meant. I am sad. I really loved that book so much. And would you guys do a meet and greet? Heck yeah. So Darren, who's Weirdo Writer 23 on Instagram, asks, what made you guys want to start a podcast about Twilight in the first place? Um, Boredom and wanting to do a project. (laughs) Yeah, just sitting around like so many weeks in a row at, at family dinner being like, That'd be cool to do a Twilight or to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be so cool. Like if we did a podcast, wouldn't it be cool to do a podcast? And then finally just being, let's just do one. Mm-hmm. Let's literally just go downstairs right now and record a podcast. And oh, what should we do it about? I don't know. Probably there aren't very many Twilight podcasts. And we both know a lot about Twilight. And I was, man, my Twilight obsession was renewing at a rapid pace and so I was like (laughs) let's just do it so it just happens really spontaneously and really organically it was fun yeah okay this is from (laughs) these are some questions from Gwen Uh, she's Gwen underscore hope underscore here Uh, do you have any family or friends that watch the pod or listen to the pod 
I do. I have several family and friends who listen to the podcast um, and are patrons of ours and are very supportive. And it's really nice. They send us messages. They ask questions. They're very thoughtful. Uh, very, very supportive. It's it's incredibly nice. So shout out to all my my close peeps who are listening and helping out. Yeah, I have a handful of friends who listen pretty regularly too. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's it's really amazing. <laughs> she also says, "What is your favorite Twilight song?" What? This is a hard question. It is. They're all so good. I mean, my instinct is to say possibility, just because it's the saddest one I can think of. Mm-hmm. I really, I always forget about this one, but whenever I remember it, I go, oh yeah, I love this one, which is No Sound But The Wind. Oh my gosh, you do love that one. I really love that mm-hmm. song. <laughs> yeah, we had to watch the entire, um, well not had to, but we definitely watched the entire video, like YouTube video of it live so good so good Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then she goes did you guys see any of the movies in theaters I love this question hands down Emily and I went and saw every movie in the theater midnight showing Mm -hmm. in line butts on seats like we (laughs) were there for all these movies the only one that we didn't go see together was I think Breaking Dawn because I was like in California. Mm-hmm. I was like on a vacation. And so we didn't go together at like midnight. But we I think we went uh, after that. I'm sure we did. <laughs> but I mean, I will never forget sitting in the theater like it was it might have even been like an early showing of Twilight. And she and I just losing our minds because we had just been to Forks like the year before and taken all the pictures and done all the things and we both are just screaming and like (gasps) and when Carlisle walks in then we first see him we both (laughs) just melted into our chairs yeah we we went to all of the movies in the theaters Mm -hmm. together several times (laughs) yeah also (laughs) and then she says what was the first time uh when was the first time you guys read the books uh, I think we both read Twilight maybe uh, a couple of years or maybe a year after it came out. And then the rest of them were just like right as they came out. Yeah, I think uh, Twilight was early 2008. Mm-hmm. So it was a couple of years after it first came out. And I want to say it was right around the time when the movie buzz was beginning or maybe right before. Uh, so it was like peak getting everybody's attention of Twilight. We were like right on that first wave. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then she goes, what was your first, oh, <laughs> what was your first reaction to Carlisle's head getting ripped off? This is so funny because I was like, oh, this is cool. And I I knew that it was, I don't know, I think I was the only person in the theater who knew <laughs> that it was Alice's vision. I like, think so. I was very aware that it was Alice's vision. I was sitting next to Emily on one side and my nephew Chris on the other side and they both were just freaking out. Yeah, I wanted to die. I wanted to quit Twilight. I was like, how dare they do this to me? How dare they do this to Esme? How dare they do this to Edward? What is happening? And then more and more people just died before my eyes. And I was like, I will never forgive anybody who was associated with this. I'm going to write some letters. Um, I'm going to go cry later and write in my journal and like reread the end of Breaking Dawn so I can just flush that memory from my mind and then it was a vision and I was like oh they did that they did that to us they did that was so cool I couldn't believe that they didn't know they didn't know I just kept looking at Emily and I kept looking at Chris and being like how do they not know and then I was like am I wrong 
Am I wrong? This is Alice's vision. Like I was like, she's showing this to Arrow. But then I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit back and let this happen. (laughs) (laughs) So I knew I was very aware. The other funny thing about that is that showing I think was an early showing mm-hmm. it was like with like a dance before. team or someone yeah. was doing like a fundraiser uh-huh. thing yeah for it was it. my friend Susie her daughter's dance company and she put it out there on Facebook and I was like I will take those tickets please yes yeah so it was an entire theater full of like teenage girls yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't like your usual midnight showing that may have like more parents and friends with it was straight up (laughs) dance girls losing their minds dance girls and dance moms it was Uh great it was so much fun I loved it. And then she goes, when did you guys first meet? We first met in 1998 when Emily was five (laughs) and I was 19 and I was dating her uncle who I ended up marrying. So (laughs) Emily's my niece and we've known each other her whole life. Yes. Um, Lauren, who is Lauren BTHC on Instagram. Lauren Beth C. <laughs> also known as. <laughs> uh, she says, I have several, but what do you do for work? Um, right now, I am. I started my own cl- house cleaning business about two and a half years ago. I've actually been doing it for like 10 years, but um, I dove in in 2019 like head first and just started doing it full time and it petered out during the pandemic because my kids were home and I didn't want to send them to daycare and so I could work so I didn't do it while um they were doing online school but now that they're back in school I'm back I'm back in it mm-hmm. I work in administration I do specifically like project ordering for an audio company it's cool mm-hmm uh, she also asks, what is your favorite Twilight book and why? Midnight Sun. Midnight Sun for sure. Because I got to know Edward intimately. Intimately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, opinions on the movies. I feel like that could be a whole podcast. It definitely could be a whole podcast, um, which is kind of why we did a book podcast on Twilight, because I'm more of a book person than a movie person mm-hmm. I do love the movies I love them I love yeah. all of them there's not a thing about them that I'm like Ugh, no no I, I love them all they're different creatures from the books but I sure love them I agree um let's see okay okay and this is from Jaylee Jaylee Smith 477 she says what is your favorite quote in any of the books that you've covered on the pod and why oh no that's a hard question So starting from page one of Twilight, (laughs) I mean, there's so many beautiful quotes, but recently the one that um, I've been thinking about a lot is just like a funny one when Edward goes, he's, he's just like mentally going over how miserable he is and how much he hates that he has to leave Bella, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes done with done with that I went back to brooding mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah me too Edward feel that um I really like the line that comes after October November December January <laughs> about time passing that just really speaks to me mm. like no matter what it just keeps going you know yeah good mm-hmm. good 
Okay, our next question is from Miss Isabella Swan, and they ask uh, most memorable experience at FTF and or traveling to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, we have never been to FTF. This year will be our first year, so uh, we can speak more on that later. Uh, but most memorable experience traveling in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, for me, it was driving in Chilipush and getting that first view of the ocean. It's just like so beautiful and takes you off guard a little bit. And you're like, oh, my God, this is exactly how Bella told me this was going to happen. And it's just really, really incredible to experience and have it be the exact same. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't get into a literal car accident driving around that bend. Because literally, we're driving, 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 forest, 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 and then suddenly it's just ocean. Suddenly. So amazing. So beautiful. Just gorgeous. Um, I was really, I'm super in love with driving through the forests um, from like Seattle to the coast. I'm in love with it. I, it's so beautiful. I could just, I could just film trees whizzing past me for hours and then just watch it so I love that part of traveling up there um I love the way it smells and I love the way my hair looks when I'm up there (laughs) I love everything (laughs) about it and we have family up there too so it's always really nice to see them because they're funny and smart and cool to be with so this is from fiery spirit 11 it's Corey our friend she says how does it feel seeing the growth of the podcast it feels amazing it is Absolutely. It was unexpected. I did not expect it to grow the way it did. It's all thanks to Stephanie um, and you guys, but it's it feels amazing. Mm-hmm. Any other adjectives from you? No, it's just weird to me that it keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, it's really awesome. We're very happy. Oh, no. And this is kind of, this is more of an Emily question because I don't do this part of it, but she says, how do you like Etsy? Do you plan on creating your own site in the future? Um, I really like Etsy a lot. I know a lot of people are initially a little taken back from starting an Etsy because of the fees that you have to pay. But the fees that you pay towards Etsy and for like listing an item are very small in comparison to the amount of traffic you get from using Etsy versus creating your own site. Um, With your own website, you have to generate all of the traffic towards it where Etsy people can just search things and as long as you have all of your search terms listed correctly and uh, everything filled out uh, a lot of people will come and see your stuff Mm -hmm. so I'm very happy with Etsy and I don't think that we will move off of Etsy unless we get much much bigger (laughs) yeah I consider it just it's a convenience tax as my friend Alicia always says it's just it it's worth it to pay that little bit of money in order to get the benefits from paying it Okay, so this is um, on Instagram. It's Carlita Lorena underscore. She says, if you could rewrite Twilight in a modern day, what would be Bella's signature shirt? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not a blue blouse, probably. That's not really what most teens are wearing these days. I think uh, it would be... Man, how does Bella... Okay, let me think of who Bella is. She's really modest. She doesn't like showing off her... lines (laughs) (laughs) lines <laughs> <laughs> or her Paleness. you know she's yeah she's pretty uh like most people would say like modest dresser so probably just like a form-fitting I literally don't know how teenagers dress no I do they 
they wear a lot of like high-waisted pants with like a t-shirt tucked in Mm -hmm. I think she would dress like that I think you know the I don't even know what they're called don't come at me they're like the (laughs) pants that like uh the top of them they're high-waisted but they kind of have like a a ruffle and then a cinch. Uh-huh, and you tie it in the and, front. Uh-huh. And then they're super... Like um, a straight leg kind like of flowy Like it's a straight leg flat, super flattering. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody dressed like that yesterday and I was like, that is so flattering. Uh-huh. On like every body type. Yeah. Where and it just then just like down. basic black tee tuck in. Uh-huh. I feel like that's modern Bella, right? That's exactly... Yeah, you, they, that's like exactly what uh-huh. I had in mind too. Khaki pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And then she also asks, and would you change anything in the book? Yes, I would. I would change um, the fact that Jacob sexually assaulted Bella. (laughs) Period. Period. (laughs) Twilight Verse asks, what's your most memorable moment running a podcast thus far? Oh, no, that's an easy answer. Uh We got to interview Stephanie Meyer Uh one-on-one. She did not have anybody with her. It was just her looking at us, talking to each other literal conversation I will that I will carry that for the rest of my entire life if I never do anything else cool ever I will tell people that yeah I wrote down like 20 questions that I personally had after I finished (laughs) reading Midnight Sun and she answered every single one of them yeah yeah uh very well and very (sighs) smartly and coolly and what a dream. I know. I, I'm I'm flushed right now just thinking about it. I'm, I sometimes pretend it didn't happen so I don't have to be embarrassed about <laughs> what happened. <laughs> it, I will never forget. That was the best <laughs> thing that's ever happened. <laughs> All right. This is from Lately Brenda. Hi. She says, if Midnight Sun was released before Twilight, do you think people would understand Edward better? Yes, but I don't think that Twilight would have been as popular if it had been from Edward's point of view initially. Yeah, I've also heard a lot of people who either haven't read Twilight in a long time or Midnight Sun was like the first full Twilight book that they read say that while like they feel like they understand the character better from like seeing it in the movies or whatever, they don't necessarily like Edward after reading it because he's very broody, very back and forth and so I feel like Bella is the perfect person to introduce yeah the world of Twilight to you but I think it's a great follow-up yep Bella's our right as rain girl mm-hmm. you want to read this one yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's just an accident that it happened this way uh Mare uh Americus on Instagram says if you could be anyone in the Twilight universe who would you be well does that mean who could I who would I choose to be? Yeah. Or who would I just be because that's who I am? Who would you choose to be, I oh, think? Okay. Well, I would choose to be Bella. <laughs> she gets to have a super hot, devoted boyfriend who then becomes husband and partner and parent, co parent. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100% I would be Bella. Hun- uh, yes. Please let me be Bella, please. I feel like I would choose someone who's very different from who I am just because. He has none of, like, the baggage that I do. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm choosing Emmett. Because oh. I just want to, like, be cool, not care about things, hang out. And we're still best friends. Exactly. <laughs> Great. I think it works out. It truly does. Uh, Ross at Hot Ross Buns. My favorite. On Instagram. When he came in with Hot underscore Ross underscore Buns, I almost... I almost passed out. It was so funny. Let's see. He says, was there ever a period of time in your lives where after being introduced to either Twilight or Harry Potter that you stepped away from it for a while? 
Yeah, I mean, I was super, we were, well, I will speak for myself. I was super obsessed with Twilight for a long time after it first came out. We went to Forks three times. I mean, it did It did help that we had family up there, but still, we we definitely went up there to go to Forks. We went to Forks three times together. We bought so much merch. We went to all the movies. We went to all the book um, releases. We were definitely obsessed with it. And then... Um, I never really like fully stepped away from Twilight, but I definitely stopped publicly talking about it because so many people hated it and so many people wanted to just like hate on it and make fun of anybody who liked it. I was always super disappointed in that uh, because I still loved it. So I didn't, I never really stepped away from it. And I have never stepped away from Harry Potter. Harry Potter, I've always been super vocally into. Yeah, for me, it was like Harry Potter every day, all day, all the time. Mm -hmm. Reread three times a year. Can't stop, won't (laughs) stop. Uh, From the time I was like 10 until, I mean, now basically. (laughs) But I remember Twilight came out when I was in eighth grade. And so for me... I did have, like, a big Twilight moment. I never, like, stopped liking Harry Potter because there was still Harry Potter things going on at the same time. Um, But I remember after the last Twilight movie came out, I was kind of just like, okay, Twilight's done. Mm -hmm. And went back to Harry Potter more so. Like, I think I probably even stopped reading the Twilight books after that last movie came out. Because I've only read Breaking Dawn, I think, twice. Um. So yeah, basically since 2012 until we started the podcast, Twilight wasn't really on my radar that much anymore. It was on mine. I would always listen to the soundtracks and the music. Like I remember one of the reasons Emily and I started talking about Twilight again is because I was laying in bed helping Ari go to sleep. She's always had a hard time going to sleep at night. I was laying with her and I was playing some Twilight music for her and I just was (laughs) like crying about Edward and Bella getting married and I texted Emily and I was like do you ever just always think about Twilight still and she was like no (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh because I really do so I for me it has not I never really like walked all the way away from it all right so this is from Mira underscore boo underscore and she goes if you could choose a to become a vampire would you do it or would you stay human and as a vampire, what do you think your power would be? You guys are the best. You're the best. You're the best. <laughs> um, yeah, I would definitely become a vampire. Are you kidding me? Vampire 100%. Uh, absolutely. Um, I think my power would be kind of a little bit like Jasper's, where I could just like chill people out or get people amped up, because I kind of can do that anyway in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like... A high charisma score, I think. I don't know. <laughs> the only like superpower that I feel like I have as a human is knowing when people are pregnant, which I don't really want that as <laughs> a vampire did. power. She knew every time I was pregnant. Yeah. It was wild. Also, my friends, I'm always like, oh, they're going to have a baby. And then like a month later, they're like, we're pregnant. I'm like, I knew that. <laughs> I don't know why, but I don't really want that power. So if I could choose my vampire power, um, it would be what I also feel like I have a little bit, which is a little kid repellent. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Just no children <laughs> by me. My kids don't feel it. Thank you. They're like, Emily, touch, touch, touch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jess, who's Draper 225 on Instagram, says, if you could have a meal with five of the Twilight cast or characters, who would it be? 
I'm going to choose characters because I am an actor, so I know actors, and I don't want to have dinner with any actors. Um, if I could do characters, though, it would just be the Colons. <laughs> like, give me, let me. Who are you leaving out? Um, Rosalie. Don't fight me. It's fine. It's fine. I don't want to be around a girl who's mean. But no, I'd want to sit at the family fight table, and it's fine. I'll eat by myself. I don't care. Fair enough. I eat by myself all the time while other people are not eating. Okay, I'm going to do a combo since that's allowed because I'm making the rules. (laughs) I'm going to obviously choose Rob and Kristen, but as if they don't have any history. Right. right? Just like if it's like if I was sitting here and all of my guests were sitting, but they had like dividers (laughs) and they were only interacting with me individually. Cool. Those two, for sure. Of course, Edward and Bella also. So it'd be like kind of fun, you know, Kristen and Bella, <laughs> Edward and Rob. And then, uh, oh, maybe Aro just because spice it up. Put him <laughs> at the head of the table. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? That's cool. <laughs> uh, this is a question from Eilish underscore Churchman. She says, if someone were to visit Forks, Washington, where would you suggest going and staying as a fan of the saga? Um... As far as staying, I would stay in either La Push or Forks in like a bed and breakfast, like support, support local, like do something like that. Even just like the Forks hotel, motel, whatever, like anywhere. There's some cute Airbnbs. Yeah, Airbnbs, whatever. Um, But definitely go to First Beach. Go support, you know, like the local stuff go to everything in forks like it's just so beautiful there i can't i don't know go to the ocean go to the mountains go do something that you haven't ever done before you know i mean you can go to any place and eat out of like a chain restaurant but go somewhere where it's like a forks only establishment or something like that yeah i think the thing that makes it easy is forks and the push are not really places you need to have an itinerary in order to hit all of the best places yeah you can you do kind everything. of just go and go everywhere mm-hmm. and it takes like a day and then if you want to spend an extra day to go hiking or whatever feel yeah. i mean we've never done that <laughs> yeah right like we walked on the trail at the forks visitor center yeah there's a little loop very cute you can <laughs> get your tree loop. and fern picks yep. galore mm-hmm. uh but yeah but it's like not my hard one to year do old everything. my one-year-old went on that little hike with us so. mm-hmm. okay riley who's riley emberg on instagram says who is your favorite vampire in breaking dawn besides any cullens benjamin cool he's so powerful yeah and he's like, he's he's like, I'm going to go do my own thing and be my own vampire. Mm-hmm. I like that about him. I really love the Romanians. I do, too. They just have so <laughs> much beef with the Volturi, and they're here for a good time and not a long time. And they just want to see them get, like, as killed as possible. <laughs> they're like, it's really cute that you guys have this, like little plan to keep your family together but we just want to kill them yeah so we're here for the fun i love that i i dig that so much those two are really a good time in breaking dawn okay so this is from shelby cardo uh they say would you ever do an episode on the parody book nightlight it had me wheezing when i read it (laughs) never heard of it Uh, if it had you wheezing i please uh send it to me i would love to read it (laughs) it's called nightlight which is hilarious yeah cute do it does that bird glow in the dark (laughs) send it to me (laughs) 
uh, Jade, who's uh, at Jade Jolie Shop, says, now that you've finished Midnight Sun, which did you like more, Twilight or Midnight Sun? Oh, man. Okay, so I did like Midnight Sun more, but I think when I go back and I read Twilight again, I'm going to like Twilight more. I think that, too. Mm -hmm. Twilight's just very heavy and very a lot and much emotions. And so I feel like as far as, like, enjoyment for reading, it's Twilight. As far as, like, getting more info, it's Midnight Sun. Yep, totally. So that's how to bypass that question. Totally. (laughs) Uh, This is from... It, oh, TTS underscore Mallows. And they say, what is your filming slash editing process like? How much do you edit and or redo? Uh, I don't I don't know. Em- Emily does all the editing, but I'm going to guess that we don't really edit very much out. So here's how it goes. We get on uh, Patreon on YouTube and we live stream while we record into a separate computer. Uh, So you do all of our recordings live and we don't re-record a single thing. Everything you hear in a in a podcast episode is exactly what we said during the moment. Just whatever comes out of our mouth. One time on like our fifth episode ever, we had to re-record a tiny bit because the sound was so awful and it was a nightmare. I hated re-recording. Yeah. So nothing is redone. Aside from that one time. That's back when we recorded on an iPhone. Yeah, and the iPhone was like on a blanket on our lap and it just sounded terrible. And so we were like, crap, we need to redo that. We were dumb back then. (laughs) We got smarter. And then as far as editing goes, I really only edit out like the beginnings and endings of the episodes, which is just us talking. And then, you know, if Meowfoy starts throwing up on the floor or something, I'll sometimes edit that out. Sometimes. Sometimes it's funny. I'll leave it in. Sometimes we accidentally laugh for five minutes straight. Mm-hmm. And so that's boring to listen to. Yeah. Especially when it's quiet laughing. When it's just like every <laughs> once in a while you hear it. Because <gasps> uh, we can't. <laughs> oh, man. And just like if there's any weird noises, I say um approximately five million times. So um. I edit out half of my ums. <laughs> and my ice is like clink, 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 clink. Yeah. Because so, I forget. So it's more just to make the listening not the worst thing. But <laughs> we don't really do too much. I like adjust the levels slightly to make everything consistent. But yeah, this is not a highly produced or scripted podcast. Um, And I, I told somebody once I was like, I write down my notes in the book while I'm reading and Every joke, almost, probably 90% of the jokes I make, I wrote down in the book. And Emily will be like talking and then I'll raise my hand and she'll stop and I'll say the joke and then we'll riff for a sec. But it is like, I wrote that down and I delivered it almost exactly the way I wrote it. So, you know, we don't really, we don't script, but we, we've been talking to each other for 20 years, you know, so we have a already like a very good understanding of who each other are and we improvise very well with each other and we both love the subject so much that it's easy for us to do it mm-hmm. we just work well together yep um this is from kai Krum. i know i see this name all the time and i'm like oh i wish i knew what that kai Krum. C-Y-K-R-E-L-M. <laughs> Hello, I love you. <laughs> Thank you for being one of our people. <laughs> I'm skipping a couple questions because we already covered them. But the very last one we have for you guys today, I think, is funny for me. Um, they ask, did you guys always have confidence with public speaking and sharing? <laughs> I have literally been acting since I was like seven. So 
Yes. And the fact that I come across as having confidence with speaking and sharing is my biggest magic trick I've ever done because that is something I am absolutely not confident uh, confident with. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did it. I fooled you. Our podcast has brought out a different side of Emily that, like, uh, some of my friends who know Emily and have known Emily for a very long time, when they started listening to the podcast, they were like, I have literally never, the entire time I've known Emily, say, hear her say that many words in a row. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. I think it, uh, podcasting versus like actual public speaking is a very different thing. Because for me, during the moment, it's just I'm talking to Marin. Mm-hmm. And now that we have our Patreon, it's like. Yes, I know there are people watching and there are people commenting in the comment box and I know that they are here, but I am looking at a screen that has me and Marin on it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it just, the fact that there's not actual eyeballs looking at me, very helpful. I'm sure that I will feel much differently during the live show. Yeah, I think I actually have been like working on like a pre-script in my head where I'm just like, I think we're going to have to really script that one out a little bit more just because we've never done it before. We've never done a live show and I don't want to sit up there and get really scared and have people looking at us and then freeze up, which I sometimes do, you know, and I don't, I definitely don't want Emily to feel uncomfortable. So I think we'll, we'll do it a little differently than we do the weekly pod. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but as far as sharing goes, I've always been very fine with sharing things. I just don't typically offer up information, but I'll answer questions. So I've gotten better at that, but I wouldn't say that I'm great at it. (laughs) You are. I think you are also like, It's easier, I think, to, okay, so for example, texting with you is different than talking with you. If Mm -hmm. you're not with me, with uh, with us, it's the same. But I I think that other people, like when they see you make comments on social media or whatever, they're like, oh, oh, you know, because it's like, it's a paragraph or whatever, when in real life, it's never usually a paragraph of speaking. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm funnier in text than in (laughs) mouth. (laughs) That was pretty funny. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) That was fun. Really fun. I love in like having people ask us questions and being able to answer them. I love all these people. Me too. They're smart. Those were good questions. Yeah, they were. Um, Cool. Well, that's it for today. Uh, Thank you for sending in such great queries and for being our people Mm -hmm. and for showing up. Yeah. Next week, we're going to do another different kind of episode where we're going to talk a little bit about the festival and kind of what to expect with the Breaking Dawn parts of the podcast. So stay tuned for that next week. And and remember, what are we going to do after we finish Breaking Dawn? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at Remember Twilight Podcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream. 
and making ours come true. 